On this edition of Orlando Magic Pod Squad, we catch up with one of our favorites, Orlando Magic point guard Markel Fultz. Magic fans, the Florida Department of Transportation reminds you that fans don't let fans drive drunk. If you've been drinking, don't get behind the wheel. Instead, find a sober driver or catch a ride service. Remember, drive sober or get pulled over. Have a great night and drive safe. Oh, we cover the entire gamut here with Magic Point Guard Markel Fultz. We get an update on his two small children, what the holidays look like for them. Also, his return to the floor. How excited Markel is to be back out there on the floor with his teammates. And he's loving his teammates. He has a lot of high praise for these guys. And we get some insight into Paolo Bancaro, the brothers Wagner, and his thoughts on Bol Bol, who we actually knew on the AAU circuit coming up as a youngster in the DMV area. So a lot of great insight into this Magic team. We peel back the curtain into Markel Fultz and some of his teammates on this edition of Orlando Magic Pod Squad. This is Fonz Wagner of the Orlando Magic. This is Cole Anthony. This is Jalen Suggs. This is Paolo Bancaro of the Orlando Magic. And you're listening to the Pod Squad. And now we're pleased to be joined by Markel Fultz joining us here on Magic Pod Squad and Dante Marcatelli, George Galante, David Steele, Jeff Turner. Markel Fultz is happy to be back playing, joining his team for a number of reasons, probably at the top of the list. He gets to travel and he gets to get some rest. He's got, <laughs> he's got two, two little ones, a two-year-old, a newborn. You get to get to that hotel and get a really nice full night's sleep, don't you, Markel? Yeah, you just get to sleep, and, and it's crazy because sometimes I still feel like I hear, you know, babies crying or somebody yeah. calling me sometimes. But, no, it's definitely, you know, I enjoy my time with my kids, but it's definitely nice to, you know, to sleep in the bed and, you know, just sleep until you wake up. <laughs> are they up most of the night now? What's your normal night routine, or do you or are you like George and you just sleep through everything? That's not no, true. I, <laughs> I will say sometimes I do got to get my rest. So I will sleep through stuff, but they're, they're pretty good at night. And every once in a while, you know, they'll, they're whining, they get in the bed, you know, they want to be real cuddled up and everything. So, you know, but for the most part, they sleep through the night, pretty much go to bed around eight and sleep pretty much almost to the morning. Just got to change the diaper, you know, no one, no pissy diapers. That, no. Dante, Dante doesn't know anything about that. He hey, really, man. Yeah. Hey, man. Yeah. I was a uh-huh. diaper What about David and JT? Were you guys good on the diapers? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You got to get, you know, got to get all hands in, all hands on deck, Dante. You know <laughs> how it go. goes. Yes, there of course. Go. Right, JT? A lot of, lot of 2 a.m. sports yeah. centers for me with the diaper <laughs> and the feedings, man. I remember those there days. Long yeah. time ago, we, though, we but I remember. We did yeah, it all, that's too, Mark. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it. But it's fun. There's nothing better. Are you excited about Christmas time? Like they're they're young enough to now where your son might kind of start recognizing some stuff. No, Christmas, actually, right? He actually uh, helped help put up some of the Christmas tree this year. Put they both actually put some ornaments on and stuff. So um, we were actually were kind of excited to decorate this year for for Christmas just because you know the spirit for the kids and everything like that. All right. Well, just tell us, Markel, and how good is it to be back? How much? Uh, how much do you? I know it wasn't wasn't the start to the season you wanted. You had such a great summer. I'm sure that hurt to not be able to start at the start of the season. But I know you're fired up to be back, and we're so glad to have you. Absolutely. I just want to give all praise to you know to God, and I'm extremely thankful you know for my journey and everything I've been through. But just to you know be back in the court and just play basketball and you know be able to compete and be a competitor. You know it means the world to me. So. Um, it's amazing just to be back out there and just being being able to compete with my brothers and go out there and just try to get better every day and, you know, have fun with it. Markel, I know we all know that you've been through a lot physically and uh, 
to get where you are. You're back. You're 100% right now. You're playing great basketball for the team. But with all that you've been through, I, I'm just curious, what do you lean on? How, how, how have you gotten through this in such a positive way? Because we've been around you now three years, and I think we're all impressed with just what a positive person you are, how you never seem to really get too down about things, and uh, you just keep fighting back. What, what is it about that that drives you? I just think it's my faith, and it's also my support system. Um, I think that I really have a, a good support system around me who loves me for who I am. And uh, I know that I'm blessed, you know, so I, I don't take anything for granted. And I look at everything with a, a great perspective. Um, and I know it's going to be ups and downs, but I really enjoy the game of basketball and love the game of basketball. So uh, a lot of the stuff that you see is just my passion for the game. And I give it everything I have and just I live with the results of it. And um, I also just try to treat people the way I want to be treated and the way I want my family to be treated. And I think that's something else that you see through you know, everyday interactions, because I know that everybody's human and everybody goes through things. So, um, again, I just try to stay on that and, and understand that, you know, it's going to be ups and downs and and I'm going to be OK as long as I keep pushing to keep a good mindset. Markel, I, I remember last year when you came back, we, we asked you um, about, you know, just how you looked at the game when you were out and what you learned. And was it the same way at the beginning of this season? Because looking at the team, the way it was playing, um, when you were watching it and, and, and practices and everything, what what did you see? What were you uh, leaning on when you were looking at when you came back, how you would affect the team? First of all, just really amazed at what my teammates were doing. You know, uh, Paulo, uh, Franz, it goes on and on, the list goes on. But just watching these guys, how interchangeable and some, some guys being put into positions that maybe they not would have been put in if everybody was healthy. Um, and seeing how well they adapted, you know, just one, just proud of them for continuing to compete, but also understanding like, okay, this is a part of the game where we have multiple playmakers who can dribble the ball and I can be somebody who's setting the screen and rolling, just trying to figure out how I can also make their games easy and, and, and benefit, you know, to help the team be better, but also seeing where I can help them out at as well, knowing that they're great cutters off the ball, knowing that they can spot up and shoot, knowing that they can show other abilities for people to, create for them you know so that was a big a big thing that was in my mind just you know thinking about that and then also on the other end of the floor to be defensively just somebody who's going to compete and be able to switch you know with other bigger guys and uh, be able to help that way so uh, again just really just trying to see where you know guys are comfortable at and, and trying to put everybody in the best position pretty much. So Markel when you're when you're out there or on I mean when you're out on the bench you're not playing and you're watching a guy like Paolo Bancaro, his first few games in the league. What, what what do you notice first about him and what impressed you, what has, has impressed you the most? And then what were you looking forward to when you knew you were coming back to play with him? Uh, I'll probably say what impressed me most is, you know, how well he draw, drew fouls consistently. Uh, he was getting to the free throw line. Uh, he was playing at his own pace. Um, and just not scared in the moment. You know, he's out there just being a basketball player and stepping up to the moment and, you know, being unbelievable. But you don't realize how big he is until you see him in person as well. He's a big guy that can move. You know, you, you kind of see him and Dell, and you're looking like, you know, he's not that much smaller than Dell. Right, and right. it's like, it just blows your mind. You know, it just shows how versatile and, and how skilled he is. So uh, that was probably like the biggest thing to me. And then also just how of a natural hooper he is. You know, he doesn't try to force anything. He tries to play the game the right way. Um, he competes. So, 
again, I was just more so looking forward to the opportunity, you know, to get on the floor with a guy like that and, and be able to compete with him. All right, we want to know your impressions. Your first time you laid eyes on and met Bull Bull compared to what he's doing now. <laughs> I mean, could you, so, could you, did you envision any of this? So it's actually pretty crazy. You know, uh, growing up, I would play on the unarmored circuit. Bull Bull was on the unarmored circuit. So I kind of knew about Bull Bull for a while now. And he's always been that kind of like linky, you know, unorthodox, you know, very skilled player, you know, fun to watch every time he has the ball. So I knew about him and then I knew about him at, you know, Pac-12, he was at Oregon. So I knew about him a little bit there, but, you know, especially somebody like me who's been through a lot, I also understand about, you know, opportunities and things that happen, you know. So more so me, I would just know, I, I always knew that he was very talented. I was more so, you know, just waiting on his opportunity to get a chance to show it. And, and I believe that it's perfect. You know, he falls into our hands and, and he has a great chance and he's taking full advantage of it right now. And I think that it's, you know, they're just happy to see somebody like that, you know, that who's been through a crazy journey, you know, who's been through something. Um, and and now is getting a chance to showcase his talent and he's taking full advantage of it. So I'm just, I mean, it's, it's, it's really crazy to see in person every day. Like some of the stuff he does, he just right. walks to the rim and does crazy dunks and shooting and grabbing a rebound out of the air before anybody grabbing. It's just like, it blows your mind. But at the same time, it's like, I know he can do that, but it's just like, it's, it's fun to watch for sure. Do you it get is. caught up on the floor? Do you get caught up kind of just watching him? Do you lose yourself a little bit? Cause I, I wonder <laughs> that sometimes cause we're on the sideline and you just find it, it. We've talked about it with like Terrence Ross and a couple other guys. Yeah. He's like mesmerizing to watch and you can't really figure out why because it's he's just yeah. so unique but do you get caught yeah. up ever on the floor stuck watching him i would definitely say uh there is times when he gets those rebounds and he starts pushing on the break and you know i try to run with him but he's like his strides are way way harder so you end up just being able to get to watch the show you know it's like he's just dribbling around guys and then he just takes off and it's like no one can like it's there's no one that can contest and it's just like it's it's amazing to see him in that flow and it's so like almost nonchalant like he's just out there just in a free flow and it's again it's fun to be on the floor and, and, and to see I want to ask you about his personality because this is fascinating to me I, I you know we we've been around him for like you know three or four months I, I don't think yeah. I've heard him say more than two or three sentences <laughs> until until the post-game uh interview that Dante and Quentin Richardson did with him after the Clipper game I don't know if you saw that, but he was he was fantastic. I mean, he smiled. He had great answers, very thoughtful, very bright. Um, it, you know, you guys, he, he comes to the magic. And I, I feel like you guys, his teammates, have helped him develop uh, as, as a person, you know. I mean, just bringing him out uh, and, you know, so that he can blossom as a player as well. Is it, How do you see all of that? What about him just as a, as a person, as a player? The whole thing just seems to be blossoming right now. Yeah, I think that he's just – you're just seeing a, a very confident guy. I'm not saying that he wasn't confident before, but uh, also having a, a group of teammates and coaching staff and people around you that's encouraging you to, uh, you know, be more aggressive, be more, you know, speak up more because at the end of the day, you know, we all have to communicate and know what everybody's thinking. But I think he's just becoming more comfortable around everybody, but also, you know, it's a trust thing. You know, I feel like he's – He's believing in, he's trusting everybody. And again, he's a great dude. Again, uh, he's very laid back and he doesn't want all the spotlight to be on him. But yeah, again, as this as this is happening, you know, it's kind of hard not to, you know, 
you have to talk almost. So uh, I think it's just something that's developing and he's growing as a man and becoming more vocal. But again, uh, the way he is is the way he is and it works for him. So like, again, you know, we all know what he's thinking. We know that he's trying to hard, but just trying to get him to talk a little bit more. And I think that's what <laughs> I, I need you to talk to him tomorrow at practice because I'm trying to get him to do a couple other things. And his response was, <laughs> he goes, gee, I don't know if I want people to know me. I don't, I don't really want and I'm like, come on, man. Like we have some know, good right? stuff lined up for you. He, he, he just doesn't want it, which I, I respect that. I can respect that. But you know, as the PR guy, I got to push him out there. A little yeah, bit. You got to get him, get him out of his comfort zone. For sure. I think that's well, something fun. That I'll try, but you know, ball is ball. <laughs> no, you're my guy. I'm leaning ball. on you now. I'm leaning on you for that. <laughs> Well, hey, Markel, I get, um, I, you know, people, you know, while you were out, the early part of the season, everything, and, and people would be like, you know, when is Markel coming back? Or, you know, what will the team look like when Markel is back? What will our lineup look like? What will our style of play look like? And my best answer is, and based on last season, I, I felt like when you're, when you're in the game, that the tempo of the game uh, the way we play speeds up a little bit. You know, I, I look back last year on your 18 games that you were in, and we actually, you know, our, our um, pace was about four possessions more when you were on the floor. But here's what I'm seeing now, Markel, and just when you're back is the chemistry with the guys and everything is still growing, isn't it? You know, you've got a lot of guys, because you pointed out, Franz and Paula, who were responsible for getting the ball up the floor, every time you get the ball, I, you know, David will back me up on this. I'm like, run, run. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're almost coming back to you a little bit, yeah. aren't they? Is how much, how long is that going to take for they'll, you know, because if they run, you're going to get them the ball and we'll get Absolutely. more, a lot more easy baskets. Absolutely. I think that, that that's something that's so unique with this team and, uh, I sometimes, and I, I know the coaches definitely feel this way as well, but you, you tend to forget that this team is very young, you know, with the amount of talent that we have. So it, it, it's my, I believe the last game was like my fifth game back. And it's like, yep. you, you want all this stuff to go so fast, but it's like, you have to understand the process of things. Like I feel like we, we slowly getting better and better, but this is something that again, P and, and Paulo and, um, and even everybody, Cole, everybody has had to step up and, and, and become in this playmaker role. You know, again, it, it shows you how versatile the team is, but it's also it has to take time for the chemistry and everything to gel. So I don't think that it'll take long as long as we continue to come in every day and continue to talk to each other and get a feel for each other, which we're really locking in on now is try to understand how can we help each other benefit because, yeah, uh, Bo might get the rebound one time and want to push, or P might get the rebound one time and push. So understanding that, like, if these guys get it, we all have to be able to run the floor and, and get going. But my main thing is also, like, just trying to get our pace to continue. Make or miss, no matter who's who's got it, we got to try to push it and get up the floor faster so we can get a, you know, a better chance to run our offense faster. So um, I don't think it will take long. You know, again, we have a great Hoover who got guys that really pay attention to details and, you know, want to do what's best for the team. So I think that, you know, before you know it, you know, it can it can happen like that, you know. I, I would uh, I I think you're right about that. All I know is that if I was playing with Markel Fultz, when I rebounded, I'd get him the ball and I'd be my first three steps would be down the court because I know I have to react. So there yes, you go. Know. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> you know what's funny, guys? I, I know we appreciate it too, but we're watching we're watching Markel play and there's such a calming 
presence about him, right? He's such a, there's such a maturity and there's such a, just such a veteran presence. And then you look and he's 24, (laughs) right? You're still, you're still young yourself. That's a lot to put on you to be the veteran, the guy, the, the voice, uh, you know, the, the calming influence on everything. I mean, do you allow yourself to look and say, I'm just getting started. My whole basketball life is ahead of me, right? Do you, do you think about what, what this thing is going to look like a few years down the road for you? Absolutely. I think that I think the biggest thing that I've said that I've learned over, you know, the years and everything I've been through is understanding that I'm human at the end of the day and not putting so much expectations or pressure on myself to say, all right, this is all on me or, oh, I messed up, you know, beating myself up and just understand I'm human. You're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days and just pushing through and just believing in the process. So with all this going on, you know, it's, it's crazy because I do feel like, you know, uh, uh, you know, a lot of people are looking up to me as like a big brother and like, you know, just a, somebody who's been through a lot and then realizing that I'm 24 and I'm like, yo, these guys are right. It's just like, it's almost like, it's crazy. I just laugh a lot at it sometimes because, you know, most time when I say that people are like, you're 24, you, you know, you're young too. And I'm right. like, yeah, I know, but it's just crazy. So <laughs> I think that's something that's dope though, you know, to, to yeah. be able to have somebody that's the same age as you, that's also been through a lot, you know, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's some people take it this way, but they listen to people in the like ages instead of, you know, like your parents and stuff like that. I don't know why. I, I listen to everybody, but <laughs> that's how it goes, you know? I hear you. You're right. You know, another guy that's got a little experience under his belt that, uh, you know, we're all missing right now, and he's coming back soon, hopefully, is Wendell. Um, talk about, from your standpoint, from your point of view, just how important Wendell Carter Jr. is to the basketball team. I think he's a huge part of this team. Uh, I think it's something that we've been preaching since day one. You know, our, our team kind of goes off how his energy goes because of how impactful he can be on the game on both ends of the floor as far as, you know, uh, setting screens all the way to rolling, to getting on the rim, to a shooting ability, to playmaking, to on the other end being a defensive anchor, you know. So uh, I think Wendell's a, a, a huge part of this team and uh, along with other guys that we have sitting out right now. But uh, Wendell just – energy that he brings to the game and just the, the person he is, you know, and all, you know, it's hard not to compete when you have a guy like that, you know. I want to go back, Kel, to what you were just talking about, though, if that's if for a minute. You're saying all you have a lot of guys that are looking up to you for advice. But and like Dante said, you're only 24 years old. So who are you looking up to to get advice from the other direction? Like you have to you have to be looking upwards as well for somebody. Yeah, I think I, I have a, a great, like I said, I, I talk to everybody because I can learn from, from these guys as well. You know, it doesn't have to be your mistakes or your your lesson that you learn from. But, you know, I think the coaching staff does a great job of just talking to me and helping me get through these things. You know, I, again, I have my support system. I have guys who are in the league that play years, Jamal Crop, all types of guys, you know, that I, that I reach out to that you know, are, are seeking to, to give me information. So, um, any chance I can I can learn about the game or get 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 better, you know, I'm just trying to do that, and I think that's the best part about this this game, and I have fun with it, you know, because it brings me to meet a lot of people, and I can always get better. You went to Washington, assuming you were going to team with Dejounte Murray and Marquise Chris, right? You thought that? Did you meet Dejounte before you went there? How, how much did you know yes. about him? He was actually my my host when I went on my uh, official visit there. So DeJounte, okay. me and DeJounte are, are pretty close. You know, we still talk now, but uh, he was one of the main reasons why I went there as well. 
then what is the issue with Paulo? What was happening there? What is, <laughs> and have we, and have, we, have we put that to bed? Is that is that gone and done? <laughs> you know, I think he probably went there if Coach Romar was still there. Um, but I don't know. We got to – I actually need to, you know, crack down more on that, you know. Uh, I got to see what's going on. But no, from my I thought it was over. I thought it was over. I think, yeah, I, I don't know. Oh, that's that, that means. How's, how's Paulo? How's Paulo been? What's something you could tell us about Paulo that maybe fans wouldn't see, Markel? Because I know he he seems to be a guy that's that's ready. He kind of wants this, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. Paulo, like I said, Paulo is just a pure ho- a hooper. You know, he he really loves the game. He's a great kid. Um, he just loves the game. You know, he's fun to be around. He he jokes with us. You know, he he's serious when he comes in to work, but. I gotta say he's very very mature for his age. Like, you know, he he's very his demeanor, everything, you know, he's just seems like he's been through a lot. You know, I feel like it's Seattle, you know, Seattle just they have a especially being out there, you know, they have a lot of hoopers, so he's been exposed yeah. to a lot of very skilled players. So I think like all that has to and his his parents, you know, his upbringing. So I think all that has to play into it. But it's just hard to say Paulo Paulo is just, you know. Paulo's Paulo, man. He's cool. He's this smooth dude. What you see is what you get. <laughs> That's great. You know, the, uh, the, the Wagner brothers are such an interesting pair oh, because they, they seem like they seem like totally different personalities. You know, I mean, Franz is quiet. Mo is not. Uh, uh, that's an understatement. Um, what's it like playing with those two guys and being around them in the locker room and uh, and on the road, et cetera? Man, it's amazing, man. I I think that those two guys right there, their connection and their, you know, everything is huge. I think that it is like <laughs> it's great. That's awesome. This is that's, I knew it. I saw her coming off the rearview mirror. That was great. You can never, you can never run. But no, you can't hide. Yeah. But yeah, no. <laughs> It's, it's amazing with them. You know, like you said, they're, they're like two different personalities, but at the same time, their connection and their bond is unbelievable. You know, I always talk to them like, how is it like to, you know, be with your brother? You know, they carpool sometimes. They do a whole bunch of different things together. I'm like, that must be the coolest thing ever. But at the same time, I know they have their moments of, you know, yeah. bumping heads. But, you know, it's all fun. And, and I think they bring that chemistry to the team and they just bring a, a certain type of joy and, and humor and, just good people, you know, it's just always good to be around them. And then the way they play the game is also very talented and unique. So it's, it's just, you know, I'm, I'm thankful, again, to have them as teammates, you know, two great human beings and great basketball players. Mo just kind of wears his emotions on his sleeve. I mean, <laughs> there's no filter with Mo on the court. Do you feel like that's kind of rubbing off on Franz a little bit? Because Franz hey, getting a little got bit a little more. happy, yeah. He's he's picked up some. I think he's picked up some of Mo's trash talking. You know, he he definitely (laughs) has his moments of of getting under people's skin and and talking. But but you almost like it. You almost like seeing Franz sometimes when he gets in that mode because it's like okay, Franz. Like if Franz is like that, we all you know we all get there. So like it's always. But we we sometimes it's funny because we might look at Mo and be like, look, don't 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 get on him too bad. We don't need him having all your. You know characteristics right now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but I love them, man. Those are that's probably one of my. I love Mo, man. Sylvester Mo is probably one of the best things, and also our, I, I think a lot of people see our chemistry on the court, man. He's just yeah, 
a great basketball player. He understands the game. He knows how to play, you know, and that's why he's here. Well, what so is you your teach med- all the German the German curse words too? You can yeah, teach all right. those. Yeah, those, I don't yeah. want those. I don't want it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> did you see the movie Hustle? Did you see the job he did in, in Hustle? Funny. He had his one little I was a little disappointed. I wanted him to have some more clips, but he did his thing, man. You it wasn't a stretch. Was you got a couple of those. <laughs> but, that no, was he was real. playing himself. We, we a, yeah, we've seen a few of those, you know. <laughs> But he wants to do more. He said he loved it. He's got the bug. He of wants. Of course, to and listen, you if you if you were in a movie with Adam Sandler, you'd want to do more. <laughs> of course, yeah, he wants to do more. No, really, no I kidding. Don't yeah. I want to no do more too. I want to do more right. movies too. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, well, that's how that's how it works. Hey, take us through your mentality, Markel, when you're coming down the floor. And you said, you know, Jeff has mentioned it and trying to get guys to run with you. There's some times, obviously, where you're looking to get your own shot. And the end of games, I, I think, is great, but. What is your mentality most of the time? When you have the basketball in your hands, is it all feel? Are you always looking to facilitate first? Do you go until they stop you? I'm going to try to get to the basket and until they stop me. What, what typically is your mentality when you have the basketball? Uh, yeah, typically I'm just trying to uh, be aggressive. And when I'm saying aggressive, I'm obviously you know trying to get to the rim. I feel like that's the easiest uh, uh, bucket you can get. Um, and usually uh, when I'm doing that, you know, I draw such a crowd – a lot of guys usually try to come either help or, you know, crack down or, or, or stop me from getting there because I'm, I'm capable of getting there. So uh, that normally just opens up easy passing lanes from there. So um, normally, you know, just trying to be really aggressive. I think it, I have times where, you know, I'm just trying to get our, our offense in a great flow. And I have a I feel like a feel for the game where maybe we didn't get a good shot. And there's times I'm trying to get a good shot. Uh oh. <laughs> but <laughs> sorry. But for the most no part, problem. you know, yes. Definitely, like, especially this year, is just really trying to be aggressive, you know, and try to, you know, look to score and, and everything else will come from that. And I think when I'm being aggressive, the plays will come and I'm always trying to make the right play. So, Kel, when, when you're in warmups, is, can you feel whether you're going to have a good night or not? And, or does that have no – there's some guys that do and some <laughs> guys that don't. But, like, the other night in Cleveland, I was watching you warm up just in the pregame. You were hitting, like, every shot you threw up from yeah. the outside. I mean, every shot. And yeah. I said, there was nobody around me. I was by myself. I couldn't find David. I couldn't find Jeff. Yeah. And all I thought was, I'm like, man, Markel might put up like 10 threes tonight, the way yeah. he's shooting in pregame. <laughs> but, then the, but then the game went, and obviously the game gives you what the game is going to give you. And I think yeah. it only took two that night. And I was like, man, yeah. does, is there any – do you feel like a night like that where you're – is there any correlation at all? I definitely I definitely think there, there, there is. I think there is sometimes, you know, I go through a warm-up or I go through a shoot of time and, you know, I, I have this feeling like, all right, tonight's going to be a good night. At least, like, I feel good, you know, everything feels comfortable. And there's definitely some times where I don't feel as good. I try to, you know, on those nights, try to get my mind right to just be prepared for whatever and just at those moments compete to do whatever to help my team win. Um, but I will say there is definitely nights where, you know, I'm shooting it and, and it feels really good. And then sometimes I'm like, all right, I don't want to shoot too much because I don't want to shoot all my good ones out. So <laughs> those, are, those are the tricky moments where it gets to the point where, you know, sometimes you got to lay it back and go to maybe some layups or free throws or something. But I will say I do feel like most of the time I can tell by my warm up and, and how I how I feel in those times. You know, how well, to please, let me let me ask you this. Because, I thought he was um, going nuts, but go ahead. I was going to ask both Jeff and Mar- Markel, you know, as players, have you had many nights where, oh man, I, I this is going to be a long night. I, I can't, you know, <laughs> everything, 
I'm throwing up air balls or David, I'm you left, watched me I'm most right. of my career. You know that was <laughs> you the case miss. for most of my career. Yeah, no, you did, no, <laughs> you always look, Jeff always looked great in warm-ups. It's when the game yeah, started. That's, it. <laughs> it's when the game started. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Come on, JT. Oh, no. I was really good in October. That's when I was no, that's really right. good. That was your month. Mr. October. October. But <laughs> – did you have have you had many nights where you didn't feel like you had it going, but then the game starts and all of a sudden there's a switch that goes on and, and now things have changed. I, I think for me, definitely. And I think that those are the moments where I, I again I prepare myself mentally to be able to do whatever I need to do for my team and not just think about uh basketball and scoring aspect. I think that that sometimes that can become a thing as far as you know. Your shot isn't falling, but there's always other things you can do in the court, and that's when I rely on my defense. I rely on, you know, just competing effort, and then next thing you know, you end up getting a free throw or you end up getting an easy layup, and then, and you know, anything can happen from seeing the ball going once. So I definitely think those, those moments have happened before, but um, my biggest thing is not letting, you know, whatever happened the shot before not letting that impact the next play. As long as I do that, I feel like, you know, I win. Markel, I, so then the other side from the position that you play and your responsibility on the floor, I guess the next question would be, do you watch your teammates? And, you know, I think it's more so in the game. You know, you, this is one of – it's kind of one of my pet peeves. You see it a lot when you watch basketball is there'll be a guy that's got it going, right? And sometimes the ball doesn't find him anymore, right? Yeah, right, right. I almost feel like, you know, like a good point guard, a good, you know, lead guard or whatever, make sure that never happens. If a guy's got it going, we got to find him. We got to milk it for all it's worth. Do you do that? Do you, follow, you know, watch your teammates in warm Absolutely. That, yeah. that, that's my biggest thing. Not even just in warm just reading the game. And, and I feel like, again, I have a good enough connection with my friends that the other side to that is also knowing when somebody hasn't got a shot in a minute and understanding mm -hmm. that, mm -hmm. you know, that ball brings energy. So just having somebody even just touch the ball can bring them energy and then they want to play defense harder for the team and want to do more. So I try to pay attention to all those things. And, and again, definitely if somebody got it going, you know, trying to get them another shot because most of the time, even if they're doing that, they're a decoy. And, you know, they can get somebody else open. So uh, that's one thing that I look for. And then also, again, if somebody has a test a few times down, you know, knowing that uh, I want to have uh, everybody locked in and involved on the offensive end and on the defensive end, you know, trying to get them a shot and have them understanding, like, keep playing. If a guy makes a big defensive play, do you have that, you know what? Oh, man, I got to get rewarded, you know. Like, yeah, right. Uh, got blocks of shot. Absolutely. Or, yeah. Absolutely. That's big. That's big. You know, and they're just trying to get everybody to have that type of feel, you know. Markel, J.J. Redick, what, what was he, how, how much of an influence was he for you when you were in Philadelphia? And what kind of advice did he give you? And did do you look at him and now he's drinking wine, he's doing podcasts, <laughs> right? You look, you start looking, he's set himself up pretty nicely for, for life. Absolutely, man. JJ has been an unbelievable role in my, my career and my life, uh, like a big brother to me. Uh, we actually had a, a plenty of talks when I was in Philly, just sitting down and also going through everything I've been through. Uh, he was actually one of the guys that actually stuck up to me to, to media out there before and, um, yeah, we had a lot of great talks. You know, JJ's an unbelievable guy, unbelievable basketball player, but being able to, you know, get to meet him as a person was unbelievable. And um, to see what he's doing now, and I know that he probably, you know, wants to still be who, but he's still, you know, around basketball talk, good basketball talk. Yeah, it's fun to see him do what he's doing now and, you know, use his platform in a great way. Yeah. 
He goes everywhere. We got one or two fan questions they wanted to ask you, and I think okay. it's, uh, if you don't mind, number one is just the number 20. Remind everybody again, Markel, why you wear the number 20. So, uh, actually, freshman year at Danatha, you know, I wanted to try out for uh, varsity, JV. They had varsity, JV, and freshman. I wanted to try for all three, but we can only try for one. So, I tried out for freshman and I ended up making it. And so they're passing the jersey out, and I get I'm I'm pretty much in line. And like when I get up there, only much like they only have like a few jerseys left, but one of them is twenty, and I feel like the other ones were like high numbers, like like just crazy numbers, like fifty two yeah. or something like that. So I went with twenty. <laughs> I went with nice. twenty, and I'm like, okay, that's cool. So then the next year I come back and I get cut from varsity, and pretty much the same thing kind of happens, like the jersey thing. And twenty is the only number left, so I get twenty again, and then I stuck with twenty through that, and I feel like it just had like a a story with it just with me, you know, being cut from varsity and playing JV and keeping that number. And I've just always been able to have the number. So I'm lucky I didn't have nobody have – well, actually, when I came to Philly, somebody did have my number. But, you know, through uh, my relationship and being so kind, he was he gave it to me, you know. No, oh, no, that's no fee. No fee. <laughs> no, that's no fee. That's the key. Yeah, oh, that's, that's the key. you. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's 20 – it was fate. It's like 20 was following you around. Yes, it, that's it, yeah, right. yeah exactly. that's what it was. All right, so who was your favorite NBA player growing up? Uh, I actually had a, Kevin Durant and Jamal Crawford for my two. Like, those two were, like, who I always love watching. Those are my favorite players. So what's it like then to now, like you mentioned yeah. before, that Jamal Crawford is a guy that you lean on for things. Yeah. Is that surreal to you, that he was your, Man, one of your favorites? It's super crazy. Like, when I met him in Seattle, that was probably, like, one of the dopest moments. And he's, like – one of the real down-to-earth guys that you'll ever meet, just a kind guy. And that's when I realized, like, all right, if I'm going to be a pro, like, that's kind of how I want to be. I don't ever want to change. I just want to continue to be a humble and, like, be me. And so it was just very dope. I think, it, you know, being able to meet him in person and the way he is made it even cooler. And, you know, again, I, I'm a big supporter of him. All right, last thing. You're welcome to the NBA moment. Quentin Richardson had us laughing last night. He said – he goes, I'm in Denver. I'm dying. I can't breathe. Take a timeout four minutes in, and my guy's got 18 points. <laughs> he said for me, he said, that was, my, that was my welcome to the NBA moment. These guys are pretty good. Do, do you have an aha moment? I can't believe I'm here in the NBA doing this. Does anything stick out? Man, I mean, I think the, the biggest thing was my first game we played in Washington, D.C., and I yep. think I got crossed up by John Wall pretty bad in, my, in front of my own crowd. <laughs> and he made the shot. I think that was probably like my biggest, one of my biggest. And I and the other one was the, probably the Fred Blanche when he crossed me and made me fall in Toronto. And that was a few years later, but that was probably like my real like, like oh, yeah. yeah, like, oh, wow. I'm on a I'm on a highlight tape. Like <laughs> I, I don't think I ever felt. I don't think I ever felt before that. I've well, you've got before, but I never fell. But I know it's part of the game, so I wasn't really tripping. No, exactly. And you and you and you've and you've compiled enough victims the other way, so you're right. fine. You don't, <laughs> exactly. have, you don't have to worry about that. Well, we appreciate it, Markel. Thank you so much. I know I don't want to speak for everybody, but I I know I'm thrilled. We're all thrilled to have you back, man. This is awesome. Absolutely. I really appreciate it. Great. All right, thank. You. We can't wait to see what comes of the rest of the season. Good luck. Welcome back, and thanks again, Markel. We're looking forward to it. Thanks, Markel. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you for having me. That'll do it for this edition of Magic Pod Squad.